0: Oh, and welcome to worst bestsellers where we read about the power of O, so you don't have to i'm renata and i'm kate and for this episode we read jay's journal by anonymous wink <laughs> joining us to discuss this cautionary cult tale is becca who regrets her life choices hi becca what's up demons it's me your girl <laughs> Yeah, I do not blame you for regretting the choices that have led you to, to this path, but since we're here, why don't we share your life story and maybe it can set some other teens on, on the right path, which I think was the goal of this book. <laughs> I, I, I will share with you two of my diary
1: entries and you can write the rest around it. Uh-huh, cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, so for starters jay's journal by anonymous this is the same anonymous who is responsible for go ask alice which we read last year also with becca which again probably a regrettable life choice yeah a bit a bit Uh, but no day but today we're we're in jay's (laughs) journal now and so beatrice sparks wrote several of these anonymous teen diary books where she presents it like it's a diary in order to present her own like mormon youth counselor propaganda but to the extent that they are actual diaries is very debatable she claimed go ask alice was but there's no actual evidence of that at all this one did actually start from a diary that was actually sent to her by some Poor dead teen's misguided mother. Um, the real teen was named Alden Barrett, and uh, according to Alden's brother in his Amazon review, did you see that? I didn't see the Amazon review. I was reading this article from the Salt Lake City Weekly Journal. There's definitely an Amazon review in the book. That's like this is Alden's brother. Let me break it
1: down for you. And his like username is like Alden's Bro. (laughs) Oh my god! And I was like, fantastic!
0: You're you're doing. I mean. I-, I think we can all agree, the Lord's work. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, of the diary entries, they say that only 21 of these are actual entries from the diary that Alden's mother did provide to Beatrice Barks, because she th- she really did want to, like, share the story with with the kids, and she thought this could make some good out of her, her family's tragic loss. But instead, we got this here's the thing about jay's journal what would you guys say this is a book about in a nutshell how cool
2: witchcraft is and how easy it is actually
0: yep yeah. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so that none of that <laughs> is in alden's diary <laughs> uh his diary he struggled with pot <laughs> He's...
1: it is one of the harder drugs as we learned and go ask alice
0: <laughs> yeah he struggled with pot and two of his friends did die in car accidents normal type and <laughs> hashtag normal type <laughs> 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 they file that sorry
1: it's a terrible thing to be checked about so. uh, file cabinet car accident subfolder <laughs> hashtag normal type
0: yeah. yeah no I look of course it's sad when people die in car accidents I don't mean to make light of that I mean to make light of Beatrice Burks. <laughs> and um and that's what i'm doing
1: so according according to the the amazon review by alden's bro like only two entries were actually used in the book and it's the ones that are like the little titled entry that's like the art of debate or the art of like there's two of them that have little like subtitles like he decided to write himself a little essay and that tracks like it makes sense Oh, those two odd bits that stand out when you're reading this, there
2: are a couple there. I, I feel like there were more than two little bits that were titled like that, but there were still only like a handful. Yeah. And they were still definitely all real weird and real different than the rest
1: of the yeah. book. I only remember two, but maybe, you know, I don't remember much of this book and I finished it just last night, so.
0: I, I know, it all just like went to mush in my head immediately after reading it, but every chunk of mush was weird and upsetting. Yeah, I, so I guess some
2: background on this one is that when we did Go Ask Alice, and I think I might have mentioned this in the Go Ask Alice episode. Did, yeah, yeah. But when we did go ask Alice last year, I was looking at all the other books that Beatrice Sparks wrote as anonymous. And when I got to Jay's journal, uh, Amazon had accidentally published the entire text of the book instead (laughs) of just an excerpt in like the part where normally they show you like the first chapter, they had put literally the full text of the book. And I was like, this is bonkers. And so like I sat down and I read it in like, you know, an hour or two because it was so fucking weird and I was incredibly amused by it. I just double checked the article that Renata linked. I did dig that, and I think one other article up after I read it because I was like, "This is insane!" And then fell down like a rabbit hole of like, what was this book actually about? And and did read like a couple articles about how Real J, aka Alden's mother, like tried to sue Beatrice Sparks and all of this stuff.
0: Yeah, Beatrice sent them $75 to settle out of court, and they took it. Babies. Oh, no. Jay's Journal also... So we would read Go Ask Alice because it was our Patreon chosen one, like we did a poll, and Patreon patrons who support us on Patreon.com can vote on what we read, and Jay's Journal was also nominated but didn't get the vote, so this is also retroactively you know and an, a runner up to the patrons who were in Jay's corner instead of Alice's corner
2: yeah and it felt like a good pairing with Michelle remembers big
0: time yeah which it's and it's just like it, it's so
2: weird but also the parts about like witchcraft and occultism and they never actually called satanism in the book but like all of the like
0: yeah the, oh By the way, to explain like 10 minutes later, the introduction, he always calls it O, which I guess is short for occult, but he never really defines it. He's just like, anyway, he got into O today. And I just, (laughs) I like to think of it as that he kept reading like future issues of O Oprah magazine. (laughs) Obviously. Oh, also, I don't know if you want to drop a content warning. Yes. Yep uh yeah content warning honestly like pretty similar content warnings to michelle remembers which is like gross um animal abuse some sexual assault death by suicide which again we won't go into graphically you know just if stuff that you can imagine that a fake book about teens and the occult would have it probably has it problematic cultural appropriation weird weird vibes (laughs) (laughs) Oh, <laughs> they all have a big warning for weird vibes, my god. Uh, dr- drug use. Uh,
2: yeah, it's it's very like overall, it's very mild. Like we didn't get into like the depths of like Michelle's rememberings, really, when we talked about Michelle remembers. But compared to that, this is like, yeah, baby town frolics. It's for very sure. very low-key and mild and even in the text like not described super well to the point where there's a, oh my God. a part where there's like a a weird occult orgy and I read it and then the next page it was something like da 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 like weird occult orgy and I was like wait
1: what and I had
2: to go back and read nothing, that chapter again
1: nothing is explained to the detriment of the book yes yeah. like if this is a book that's supposed to be like do you see how he was so easily seduced into this world and into doing these things. But, like, they don't explain any of it. They don't... They're just, like, half tell you what actually happened. But I'm like, but what was this supposed to accomplish? They, like... Content warning animals. This is very close to the end. But, like, animal torture and murder. Like, they slaughter and dismember these cows and drink their blood. And I was like, but what was that for, bud? Like, were you supposed to get power from it? Or Tell me. Tell me why... That seemed like a good idea to you, so I'm with you on this journey. It's not even just the occult stuff they don't explain.
2: Like, also, huge chunks of his life are not explained. Like, there's a point in particular where, like, in one chapter, he's talking about how he and his BFF went on a double date with these two girls. And in the next diary entry, he refers to his, like, steady girlfriend who is not that girl. his new girlfriend. girlfriend,
0: yeah. Who has
2: not been mentioned prior to this at all as if she's been a part of his life forever,
0: yeah, and one grain of credit I might toss toward Ms. Sparks is perhaps this was meant to be sort of, you know, give it more realism because sometimes you just, like, stop writing your diary for a while and then write again and don't explain everything because it's to you. But I reject that because if your whole point is you're faking this to be cautionary, then, like, fucking explain it. And also, it wasn't even that because the pacing is so strange but there would be that like kate said that entry about the new girlfriend barry was literally the next day it was dated the next day and it's just suddenly barry's here who's barry also it's spelled b-a-r-r-y it was so weird yeah which it's traditionally the way men spell barry and more power to a woman who spells it that way that's fine but like you didn't explain it on suddenly you're dating barry with a masculine name and i was like ooh. And then it was immediately like, she's the best. And I was like, oh, okay. And also confusing because one of his BFFs is Brad. Yes. And that's what kept throwing me for a very long time. And like every
1: time I read Barry, I was like, okay, no, Barry's the girl. Gotcha.
0: Also, he did have real homoerotic vibes with Brad and with his other best friend, I felt. But then every so often he'd be like, but I'm n-, there Would uh, you know, also content warning for like homophobic language. Because then every so often he would be like, oh, I'm not like a fruit though. And I'd be like, okay, well. Calm down, yeah. sir. Okay.
2: There's multiple points where he's, like, describing other men and, like, As being, other As being, like, boys. gorgeous.
0: Yeah. Yes.
2: And getting real deep into it and then being, like, but I'm not gay. Okay,
0: but listen, Raul was hot, right?
2: Raul was <laughs> hot.
0: Raul's hot. He described Pete's attractiveness in much more depth than we ever got about Barry, the girlfriend. That's true.
2: <laughs> yeah, that is true.
1: Like, okay, to start with, he gets this diary writes an entry that is like four sentences long and then the next entry is dated a year later and i don't understand what that was supposed to accomplish narratively
0: see again that i kind of get because that's sort of realistic like oh i got a diary and then i forgot about it like teens do which is fine but also if you're someone who is
1: quote unquote like supposedly taking someone's diary you edit it yeah (laughs) that added nothing to the narrative yeah and if it happened in the middle, even more so, I would have been fine. But you started with, I forgot I had a diary of Lowell's. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> well, oh God, why am I defending this? Then the next entry <laughs> is, I'm I'm only turning to my diary now because I'm so bored because I got grounded. Uh, uh, this, this, of all things, I'm willing to give a pass more than way other whack stuff in this book. But anyway, yeah, so the pacing is weird. There is this, like, long gap between entries one and two. And then... <laughs> And then immediately he's like, "Anyway, I guess I'm supposed to be a genius or something. I got my IQ test and it's 149 plus." Which she like it literally says 149 plus sign, yeah. and like they didn't give you a number. Falling like number to work on. I've never taken an IQ test, so I don't know, but I didn't think they usually had a symbol well, IQ in Test like a big. <laughs> a big thing in the 70s because like i don't know anyone who's
1: taken an iq test
0: i never have no maybe they were like i know they've been moderately debunked or at least like their usefulness as a metric is not considered highly in most circles as far as i know i so maybe the 70s was peak iq test i don't know yeah but there's a lot of kind of
2: pacing wise it takes it a long time to even settle into what it's about like if you read the back blurb or you read a summary of this and like uh you know i said when asked earlier what would you how would you summarize this book this is supposed to be the big like don't worship don't do occult stuff don't worship satan or else you'll die book but the first like solid quarter of it is more about drugs but also not necessarily his drug use but him stealing drugs for a girlfriend yeah then he goes into like a juvenile facility where the occult comes up and then he leaves and it doesn't come up again for a long time yes
1: like Alice at least had an arc like we saw her normal yeah. little life and like saw her having trouble with her friends and saw her descent into drugs and like she pulled herself out a few times and then fell back in and like that's a narrative that makes sense because that's how recovery works. But like there is no arc to this. It's, yeah. A cult gets mentioned for like the first time like 25% of the way in like Kate said and you have it for like, I don't know, like five entries maybe and then he leaves this home the facility and goes back to his good mormon life and like it doesn't come back until like 70 percent into the book you're just reading about a good mormon boy and his good mormon friends who were you know as good as questionably good but also like he does well in school he's really great at debate he's winning all these contests for debate like he he's he's good
0: he has got a 149 G- plus iq yeah. yeah
1: and then suddenly it starts to dive into the occult stuff and then it's just like even that drags on for a little
0: bit and then suddenly it
1: just hits you in the face it's like this is it this is all we do now
0: the timeline of this book is uh jeremy Barrymore from the good place multiplied <laughs> by those chapters in new moon when Bella's is depressed and they're just blank pages <laughs> wow Multiplied by the the scraps from Go Ask Alice. That that
2: is such a the center of the worst bestseller.
0: Yeah. I know, <laughs> I know. That's not a that's not a comparison I would bust out for just any audience. <laughs> but it's correct though. It's true.
2: Do we wanna? Do we wanna start?
0: Yeah, I, I tried to piece together a timeline of this because I was so, like, uh, so, yeah, I, yeah, so it takes place over two years, two and a half, because it's hard to follow, because it's, like, so, Kate, by the way, when you were, like, oh, I couldn't stop reading this, I read the whole thing in the Amazon comment, this, to me, was so, it just dragged, I, there were yeah. certainly insane things, I was, like, what? what? Like, every so often it would, like, throw me a, a, a chocolate chip to keep my interest going, But it was mostly like a dry ass cookie that I struggled to get through. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um, I think probably because reading it this time, it was more of a struggle. But I am also in a real fucked up place right now. So everything's kind of a struggle. So it was hard for me to compare. But also, I think it goes down differently when you're not necessarily reading for content and you are kind of skimming for the the chocolate chips.
0: And you don't have to
2: pay that much attention to the rest of it
0: yeah I mean also to be clear like I should have paid attention to the rest of it but it was a it was a real struggle and then I had to go back through to put together this timeline anyway so in in July of this isn't it's dated with dates but not with years so in July of year zero he gets the diary and writes an entry like I guess I have a diary now bye and then he doesn't come back to it until January of what I'm calling year one which when did this come out like 1970 1979 Seventy nine. Wow, it was later than I thought. Oh, also it opens up. So this guy has one hundred forty nine IQ tests and he's grounded because he accidentally like hulked out and broke his younger brother's arm. Um, and he has he has two brothers who are named uh Kendall and I didn't put the other brother's name in my notes. Chad. Chad. I was gonna it's say Chad. Chad. I was like, it couldn't be Chad. Absolutely, <laughs> it's Chad. Chad. <laughs> <laughs> Kendall and <laughs> Chad. <laughs> uh. Also, one of my favorite things about this, there's just weird there, it's not even slang, but just like weird turns of phrases that Jay uses. And one of them is he keeps calling his brothers little guys, which is what <laughs> which is what I guy. call Duarte. <laughs> yeah. It's what I call Duarte, and also every animal is just they're just little guys, unless they're you know female or other gender animals. But mostly, even so, they're just little guys. And he keeps be like, "Oh, I love those little guys. I'm so sorry I accidentally broke my brother's arm. He's just a little guy." What I call <laughs> small Mario. <laughs> <laughs> he
1: can't reach that. He's just a little guy. You want me to jump <laughs> that high?
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So he's, he's grounded and he's found his diary again and he just overheard in the hallway some teachers. The only reason he knows he has a 149 plus IQ is because he eavesdrops on some teachers talking about it in the hallway. And in probably the most y thing that happens in this book, he decides that because of this, he needs to start acting more smart. And yeah. memorize better vocabulary words and like seem smarter to everyone in order to like live up to his 149 plus iq Mm
0: -hmm. yeah that that did track during this time he's also very horny for a girl named debbie dale and he's writing some real bad poetry about her and she's real dumb according to him yes i mean her iq it's probably like i don't know 100 minus (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's just all like i don't know a single thing about debbie except that she is real dumb and writes like a child and mm. she loves drugs and she's beautiful and
2: she's been with a lot of guys before to get yeah. drugs. yeah
0: she's debbie yeah so then in, in february of year one jay turns 15 and as a present is rewarded with a job at his father's pharmacy what he's joked about, quote. actually. Yeah, which, I mean, I guess, like, he's, you know, actually getting paid for it. It's not just, like, go help out for no money. It's, like, a job. So, okay. That's, you know, that is good. And then, uh, on his 15th birthday party, he, like, goes out and gets high with his friends. And it doesn't seem like that's the first time they've gotten high. It just seems, like, honestly, fairly casual. Like, we went out in the woods and, like, had pot. And then, and Debbie couldn't be there because she was traveling with her dad. And, like, I you know, I miss Debbie, but
2: yeah and it's very chill it's not even like go ask alice level like we smoked pot and then the whole world was fucked up forever and we had hallucinations and it was terrible it's like literally like we went to the woods and we got stoned to celebrate my birthday and we liked it
1: no no one drugged anyone else without them knowing
0: for yeah. fun no it's all all consensual weed usage in the woods yes so pleasant Yeah, but that's February, and by March, he's stealing barbiturates from the pharmacy for Debbie because she she needs them. She needs them. Uh, And then by April, he's saying that because he needs to steal so many for Debbie and it would be noticeable, he's, like, swapping out the powder in these capsules at the pharmacy and replacing them with powdered milk. Which, by the way, is one of the things that Alden's brother strongly objects to, that, like, Jay, real Jay Alden, like didn't do that that's not a thing that he would do which is you know good to get on the record because that was sh- shitty to do but it's genius smart <laughs> smart goddamn but genius he's earning that
1: iq yeah <laughs> <laughs> he
2: he is a haunted by doing this though like he starts to have like bad dreams and like guilt spirals about the poor little old ladies who need the drugs for their like cancer and old person illnesses and yeah. how he's he's depriving them of them and like every other entry ends with him saying i'm never doing it again and then the next one is like so i'm stealing more drugs for debbie and um yep. and does eventually get caught doing this by his dad yep. and it's implied that like his dad also because his dad owns the pharmacy and it sounds like the pharmacy is a family business like his grandfather and uncles own pharmacies And there's like this implication that like his father's pharmacy is going to get shut down and it's like a whole big deal. And then it's never mentioned again, but he does have to go to a like boys correctional school after he gets caught.
0: Yeah. And this is in July of this first year. And this is pine boys school. So he, when he first shows
2: up, Debbie writes him letters every day. And then like after like a week, she stops and he's just writing letters with his family and his friends. And he hates all the other people who are there. They're all terrible for various different reasons. And he's so bored and he hates being there until he meets handsome Pete.
0: Hang on. I've pulled the quote. I must read the description of meeting Pete. I must give him mini dramatic reading so that you okay. can fully experience Pete's vibes. Today I met Pete. There's something really different about him. Different and fascinating. I feel like a cobra with a mongoose. I just don't know which of us is which. I feel Pete is drawn to me as I am to him. But I don't know why. He's gorgeous, slick, slim, trim, jock, and different somehow than the rest of the teachers. But I don't know. I hope he's not some kind of crazy fairy fruit. It's scary, but it's exciting. (laughs) Wow. That's Pete. (laughs) Pete the Cobra or Mongoose, unclear. <laughs> um, Pete is some sort of teacher question mark. Yeah, I think like a like maybe a younger one, maybe something more like a peer counselor, but like it's not clear because this book's very vague about almost everything. So shrug.
1: That's why his IQ is just 149 plus. They don't want you to
0: know the actual number. We can't we can't pin <laughs> it down like that. <laughs> But yeah, so Pete starts, like, kind of discreetly finding reasons to get Jay, like, come to the nurse's office after dark, because I'm, like, subbing for the night nurse. uh, But not not for, like, the cool, sexy reasons you think it might be based on the opening paragraph, but to teach him about O, which, again, is not Oprah or orgasm, but the occult. uh, And so that he starts, he starts learning about it from Pete.
2: Yes. And immediately immediately Pete's like oh look my ESP works and also I can float coins with my mind and move chairs and it freaks him out but he's like oh yeah like I guess this is a real thing that I believe and is actually happening
1: which I support Mm -hmm. but like how do you say no to that like I I am a disbeliever of course but if someone moved goddamn things with their
0: mind across the room I'd be like "All right, tell me more I know and here's here's what's one of the things i was gonna say here's what's weird about this (laughs) yeah no one here's here's a weird thing about this book throughout it he writes that the esp works and like everyone's able to levitate stuff and like sometimes depending on like how much blood you've consumed or whatever like you might not have the energy to lift a big thing but it definitely works and everyone can do it and if this is supposed to be a book to tell you not to do occult stuff, why would you write that it works and is cool? Cause like there is there's a one entry where he says that this is later, I'm jumping ahead, but just to make this one weird trick point right now, he goes to like a science teacher and he wants to show the science teacher to be like, Whoa, look, there's different science, but then it doesn't work, and he says it's because the science teacher's vibes are off. But is that meant to be like, oh, none of the times it worked? But that's like pretty subtle, frankly, for a book that when it talks about O, which again, often it's talking about like other boring shit, but when it's talking about O, it works like it has bad side effects and it has bad costs and that's sort of the cautionary tale but it does work and lets you lift coins with your mind and that's pretty cool but it doesn't even have bad side effects
2: until they get real deep into it right like the first like two thirds of the book the few times that they do get into it and use it like it's not like it has a terrible cost or anything like He and his friends do reliably seem to be, like, lifting coins and doing small ESPs to each other, but then they're like, oh, but Jesus would be mad at us, so we got to back off. And so, like, that is their driving force. Like, later on, once it gets into, like, some more deeper stuff, which we'll get into, then suddenly it seems like there's, like, a give and take to it. But at first, like, they are doing, like, light ESPs all the time with no side effects. And... Then, but they're like, oh, but Jesus, so we need to, we can't do this anymore.
0: I mean, maybe that's it. Maybe it just hits different if you are like, you know, a devoted follower of Christ and you're like, oh, that's, that's the worst side effect of all. Like, that Jesus would be <laughs> mad, so I better stop. But if, if that doesn't really affect your opinions, then hell yeah, like, let's go float some coins, baby. And Pete also removes his wart yeah which is yes. like the thing that really gets me because
1: like moving a coin like I can understand in the moment if someone's like see do you see it floating you're like yeah 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 it's floating for sure like whether or not it actually is but like you can know you had a wart and a day later a week later a month you know that there is still no wart mm-hmm. so that's like what happened to the wart, Pete? <laughs> wart <gate>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so yeah so p p is kind of getting him into a cult stuff although he doesn't i don't think call it that yet at
1: first he's it's like a yeah. Astra, Astara something. Oh yeah he I calls it
0: Astara Which this is one thing also that Alden's Bro said in the article was You know Jay never wrote about the occult He was interested in learning more About Hinduism and maybe that's the same Thing to Beatrice Sparks which mm. I Think I think yeah. that's hitting the Nail on the head because they're okay We'll get into it but yeah you're right when it's Pete he calls it Astara and it's only later that It becomes O but calling it O Is very funny to me yeah but yeah. Pete's
1: like Into like in distracts. track's With it, like that's when he starts getting into like meditation and like a lot of elements of like some Hinduism and Buddhism, and that's all lumped together into whatever the fuck this weird definition of a cult that Beatrice Sparks has made. Yes, it's very like there's a lot of like
2: transcendental meditation and like shared consciousness and stuff like that. That there's like even a point after he gets out of the boys' home. He brings it up at like a family dinner and he's like laughed out of the table for being like, yeah, meditation's cool. So if,
0: if I may, I tried to explain a little to them about transcendental meditation and cosmic realization for inner peace, and I can't believe how they all cut me and made fun of me. It was almost savagely realistic, super old, dumb squares. They didn't know anything about it and they didn't want to learn. All they wanted to do was condemn, hurt, cut, maim. I'm going to cut out this some because it's long. And then it ends with, I know now how Christ must have felt when they were preparing him to be nailed on the cross.
2: <laughs> Which is is prime teenager. It is like yeah. very prime. Like, oh, no one wants to hear about the cool YouTube videos I watched today. They're making <laughs> fun of me. And I swear to God, no one's ever been more oppressed before in their lives. Yeah, ex-
0: except for our Lord Jesus Christ. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it all like tr- like it all comes down to I feel like this is a book less about like ooh, the occult, but also just the unknown. Like mm-hmm. I don't think at the time, like seventies, early eighties, there was not necessarily. The understanding of these other religions and aspects of other religions and things that have now bled into common cultures like meditation, like in a secular way at this point, you know, I don't think that was common knowledge across people the way that it is now. And if you were into that, like, I mean, even in the 60s, when like people were getting into meditation stuff, like they were hippies, it wasn't normal and accepted and understood by the general public. And it's all just, and I think that's part of why everything gets lumped together in the way it is. It's just things that like, oh, we don't know what that is, so it must be awful. And that's why people think when you play Dungeons and Dragons in your basement in 70s, you're summoning Satan.
0: Yeah, we, the like middle class white Mormon Midwesterners, West Coaster, whatever, mountain region Utah, they're solid Utah people yeah so he uh gets out like
2: we said after like working with pete for a little while to like get into meditation and some light esps uh he goes back home with his family in september in september and he gets a new job working at a stationery store and he starts to introduce his bffs brad and dell
0: dell dell yeah
2: into occult stuff And you know, again, like occult, they're they're doing these occult things. They're doing like small ESPs, they're floating things, they're doing like small rituals, they're really into it. It's making them feel like mentally clearer and they're like finding success in their their lives and they're happier and they're really fitting in at school and they're having a great time of it. But then like Jesus is there. So they're like, ah shit, we gotta, we gotta come clean. We gotta stop doing occult stuff. We gotta stop doing Drugs, we got to stop yeah. having sex and just be good Mormon boys for a while to make it up to our Lord.
0: By the way, and a thing that's interesting about this, and, and Becca had noted this too in the notes, is that we keep calling him a good Mormon boy, and he definitely is. In the text of the book, they never refer to, you know, the Church of Latter-day Saints or Mormon by name. He just says like the church, but then he refers to like really specific Mormon things like a mission trip and like Monday home church and home night, yeah. Yeah, home night and something. And then else. like the
1: um brother and the bishop and yeah. he does drop name drop the Mormon Tabernacle Choir at one point but that's yes. late in the book but like it does it is odd that it's never mentioned specifically but if you're familiar with it you can pick it up and even at the end they dropped heavenly father which i think is a very specific title for god that is used in mormonism and i was just like hey i see you i love mormons i don't support mormons but i love mormons
2: <laughs> so they they're doing great they're
1: like
0: You know, winning all state Forensic Society in February of year two. What the hell is
1: Forensic Society?
0: That's like a fancy name for speeching. Speeching. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I only know that because friend of the show Steve did it in high school. I I went to a very poor public school. We didn't have that. Yeah,
1: we. I mean, that's just what we called our like speech team. Didn't have a speech team. They didn't expect us to know how to speak at my school.
0: Well, great job! You learned anyway. I yeah, I <laughs> defied the odds. <laughs> so he he does that, and then February of year two, Jay turns sixteen, and he gets a VW Bug that's green and called Toad, which is very cute.
2: Then, so also at the the beginning of this year, his BFF Dell they have to move away for a few months because his father got a good job in Las Vegas. Uh, and he's going to be there for like the rest of the school year and he's really bummed about it and this is also when he goes from like making out with some girl in a car on monday to having a long-term girlfriend named barry who we've never met before on tuesday Mm -hmm. and barry is very into acting and is trying to get him into acting at which point he has like this whole thing where he's like oh like why would i even be into acting like what that's he he's essentially like nothing in my life would make her think that i'd be into acting and it's like well you did just win the forensics tournament
0: yeah i'm here to tell you that this the speech kid to theater kid crossover is large yes
2: it's not like out of the realm of possibility that she would be like wow he's really good at talking to people while standing behind a podium on stage i wonder if he'd be good at talking while standing on a stage without the podium there which granted not everyone is but it's not like a wild supposition
0: it's not like, oh, you're good at Forensic Society, why don't you join the soccer team? Yes. <laughs> Which, you know what, if he wanted to, he'd be great at it because of the power of O. Yes. Yes.
2: But he gets real into it. Like he tries out and he gets like a lead in the play and she gets the other lead and he loves acting and he loves hanging out with Barry and Brad and his life's really good and he's not. And to be clear, like in the fall, that's when they decide, he and his two friends decide like, oh, we're not doing any O anymore. And so now we're all the way into like May. Spring, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and no occult things have happened since. Mm-hmm.
0: But then in June, school is out and Jay gets bummed because his, his acting career is on pause because it's only school plays and there's no school. But he drives drunk at a party and wrecks Toad, his VW, which is very tragic. He I- instantly and immediately makes new occult friends while Dell and Brad are gone. And then this is very upsetting out of nowhere. He throughout this he'd been sporadically keeping in touch with pete the hot mongoose from the boys school who it turns out was let go from the boys school for um being a child rapist so okay very abruptly dropped into the narrative for why i guess just to be like this is what could happen if you're into a cult yes this is the kind of people who do this (laughs) And to make it even
1: like
2: more bizarre like he finds he calls the school and no one will tell him what's up so he calls back and asks to speak with one of like the long-term residents who he was friends with and he's like I can't say it over the phone so I'll send you a letter and he gets this letter and he's like oh my god Pete like raped this little boy and I can't believe it and I can't like what it, I wonder what he was going to do to me like I'm so upset this is so terrible and then the next entry is like hey, I wonder if my parents will let me go visit Dell in Las Vegas for the summer. Yeah. And then the next entry after that is like, oh, I'm so torn up about be- being a child rapist. It's very, like... It's one of yeah. those things that maybe she should have added it if she was attempting to make this, you know, a coherent narrative.
0: Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, over the summer he dabbles a little bit more in a cult, but the diary kind of entries get a little sparse over the summer. In August, they go on a family vacation. He gets very like sentimental about the little guys and like whatever.
2: Before the vacation, that when he's dabbling in the occult, it's because he is going to live with Dell, and oh, it's yeah. this. It's this because this was another thing that made me like laugh in a way that a lot of the satanic panic stuff made me laugh is when he he's visiting Dell he finds out that Dell's gotten really into oh in his new like Las Vegas school with his Las Vegas friends and in talking to like the big like group of occult practitioners that are there he realizes that like there are occult groups in like every high school across the country there are hundreds of thousands of them and he never knew. And it's it just is, like, such that, like, satanic panic sweet spot of, like, there are satanic cults in every community in America, and they are doing satanic rituals right underneath your noses every day constantly, and somehow you dummies haven't noticed it.
0: If your IQ was at least 150, you might yeah. put it together, but yeah oh
2: wow but yeah he does he does leave dells and meet back up with his family where they go on a long road trip from utah up to at first he says they're going to vermont but they end up going to niagara falls the canada side yeah and then driving back and that takes up all of like the july and august entries of the diary yes
0: and then in september they start High school officially, and he's very excited to start high school. He is 16, and he talks about not being in junior high anymore. So, all I can figure is his school has very strange distinctions between high school and junior high, or maybe just the definition of that has changed. But it seems to me like he means high school is only juniors and seniors. Yeah, that is a thing. I don't know if it's a thing, like if it's a regional split, if it's a
1: 70s versus 2020 split or what? But like that is a thing that I know has existed before. Interesting, but not commonly.
0: He's real pumped about it.
2: Hell yeah! Uh, and he's also really pumped because he's ex- excited to like be, you know, a, a big man on campus. He's got like a hundred activities he wants to do, and he has like a really nice long talk with his father about what activities are important. And also, it's incredibly important to note that Barry got fat over the summer, and now he can't date her anymore because he can't be seen with a fat girl with acne. And pimples.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Yes.
2: But that's okay, because there's a new girl named Tina who he feels himself drawn to, and soon discovers that she is also into O, and that is clearly what is driving them together.
0: Here's one thing I want to bring up at this point in time. And he's mentioned this word before, but it comes up a lot with Tina – He talks about being able to, like, perceive auras and working on his auras, A-U-R-A. But he also talks a lot about awas, A-U-W-A-S. And if, I mean, if I were listening to an audiobook, I think I would just be like, oh, does he have a lisp now when he says awas? I've never heard that concept before. I googled it, and all I can find is there is a city in India called Awa but it doesn't seem like it has a specific meaning and he seems to use it pretty much interchangeably with aura in like a, you know, relatively common white American understanding of what the word aura means.
1: I mean, Uh contextually, I think it's meant to meet in like your own personal aura as opposed to the auras of other people. But like, you're right. Like this does not exist in Google. And this is the case with, I mean, I did not look up every unfamiliar occult word that she dropped but I looked up a lot of them and this is the case with all of them they are the names of places but they are not things and it's like you would think that in the age of the internet like you're gonna find somebody's like old Geocities page that they made when they were 16 and really into the occult and like talked about their awas and Bhutan Bhutan when they kill the cow yeah
0: Bhutan I don't know what the fuck Bhutan is yeah (laughs) just a place yeah if you if you put awa in quotes and aura it says do you mean aqua aura and like that actually would make more sense but, they but don't. it's not but yeah, yeah every
1: like occulty word that she throws in to try to be like yeah look how deep they're in this shit Is not a word that exists that means a thing in the occult as far as you can tell here in 2021 in the age of the internet when there's a lot of information at our fingertips and i think mm-hmm. that is wild that she was just like i'm gonna make up a word i'm gonna just toss a word in here i'm gonna take a country in asia and respell it and that's there there you go that's a a ritual oh my god the rituals when they do their nightly rituals what the fuck does that mean again so vague (laughs) every night they're like well i'm doing my rituals they're going really well what does that mean beatrice
0: (laughs) well she doesn't want to describe it because then you'll start doing them so you'll be able to flow coins and shit (laughs) yeah i wanna um so he when he
2: meets tina and he finds out she's also in the occult she's into like a higher level of the occult Mm -hmm. um that is that is explicitly called witchcraft like she is explicitly into what she calls white witchcraft
0: yeah and and has a coven yes love her coven support her Yeah, and she claims that, like,
2: witchcraft, though, is, like, it's, like, basically the same thing as the Bible, so it's not anti-Jesus, and he should get more into it. And this seems to be, like, where the weird line between, like, doing some light ESPs and doing some rituals that make you good at debate goes into the kind of, like, craft, everything you do will come back at you tenfold kind of yeah. philosophy that takes on like the last quarter of the book because it comes it goes from being like I can flow coins and do some ESPs with my friends and it's cool to like oh if I don't do the occult stuff the way that I am supposed to, like, I get sick all the time, and now I have to drink blood and do sacrifices, and it is, it is two very different things, and, like, you come away from this thinking, like, well, okay, like, the drinking blood stuff, that seems a little extreme, but, like, I would like to do a light ESP, that's, a jo- I would never want to do, I do not want to read anyone's minds, I <laughs> do not need to know what anyone is thinking about me ever.
1: I do want to float a coin, though. Oh, yeah, hell Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what else am I supposed to do with my time give me fuck what else are <laughs> coins good for Jesus it's 2021 but that's what I thought was odd the whole time like to me a cult meant witchcraft meant you know Wicca which is you know built on paganism and this is not that really no. it's it is again just this mishmash of aspects of other religions and cultures and it and then like what you would expect someone who was writing a fictionalized book to describe satanism i mean it could be also real aspects of satanism i don't know anything about satanism i think kate would be the expert maybe on that one but it's just not what i would have described if you said yeah he gets into the occult i was like cool he's like you know getting his herbs and charging his crystals and like
0: not killing cows The research that I imagine Beatrice Sparks did for this book, when I picture it, she had got a book that was like world religions, and then she shredded it into pieces because that's disrespectful to Mormonism, <laughs> The other religions exist. So she shredded the book, and then she was like, oh, I forgot I was going to read that first, write my cautionary tale. And then she just picked up <laughs> random shreds and put, and like sort of pasted it back together and it was like, or... Awa, and that Awa one was, was like, like two pages that got word, taped yeah. together, yeah. yeah. And then like, like then. Bhutan, Voodoo, Cow. Here we go. I know, I know <laughs> what I'm talking about.
1: <laughs> yeah. Also, I do love at one point in the middle here, he says something like, like he dips back into it and then is I think it's maybe when the, he and his bros decide that they're not going to do it anymore. He's like, yeah, I'm going to get back with Jesus and my religion. That's way more grounded in reality and firmer. I'm like, yeah, your religion that's been around for 150 years, sir.
0: Mm-hmm. Going to get back to the golden tablets. Yeah. <laughs> but Tina
2: is like she is, is way past floating coins and light ESPs. Like she is into voodoo. She is voodoo. I'm putting that in air quotes. You can't tell because it's a podcast. Um, she's into voodoo she is into like crystal balls and like crystal balls are brought up
1: always (laughs) always reference a crystal ball never tell you what they do with it but crystal balls are always among the accoutrements someone pulls out
2: (laughs) (laughs) ouija boards herbs like these are all like tina's like dark occult shit And she's like, no, like, you have to do these dark occult things with me. Like, she takes him to an orgy Mm -hmm. uh, at a little old lady's house in the middle of the night. Like, they do Ouija board stuff together. They do rituals together in the woods. And then she keeps being like, I need to make a new coven. I need to make a new coven. And he's like, oh, like, I don't. He gets very wishy-washy about occult stuff. Like, every week he's like, I'm never doing occult again. And then Tina's like, I guess I'll have to break up with you. And then he's like, okay, I'll do another occult, I guess
0: and if you were wondering does this also have some weird gender role shit in it oh you bet it does oh yeah he keeps Hell talking yeah. about he keeps talking about okay here's a quote tina has convinced me we've got to stay out of black witchcraft and the only way to stay in white is for her to start a new coven i don't know she says i'm her master that she is my slave and yet i feel like her slave is she manipulating me yes uh <laughs> but like there's a lot of them talking about being masters and slaves to each
1: other also love the line where he was like we can't keep fucking up i gotta do good in school because unlike you i have to get an actual job and earn money yes love so, that
0: moment here's another quote also tina had gone home from school and made me chocolate chip cookies isn't that bitchin bitchin he wrote apostrophe by the way bitchin of course Tina, the little homemaker maker, the chocolate chip baker. Oh, the joy! What? I mean, I, it would be great if someone made me chocolate chip cookies. But would it be bitching? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yes, it would. It would. Yes, I it mean, would. if if they made them
2: good with only like two chocolate chips in each cookie, yes. If not, it'd be fine.
0: <laughs> if they made them the cookie equivalent of this book, <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: So so yeah, like Tina takes him to do all these rituals and stuff, and like Dell and Brad also sort of get back into it. Um, and then Jay reaches a point where he's like, "No, like I can't do it anymore. Like I can't do a cult. Like I have to stop." He gets he and Tina get into a fight because like she had seen in the crystal ball that she was going to win like a popularity contest at school, uh, Miss Apple Hill High miss apple hill high but she comes in second and she says it's because jay isn't using his occult powers enough to make it happen for her and she also has a again i'm doing air quotes voodoo doll of him that when he's like no like i have to stop doing occult stuff like yes i want to marry you one day because i have decided this at 16 but i can't do occult stuff with you anymore and then she brings the voodoo doll all torn up to his house And then suddenly, like, he gets in a car crash, and he, like, gets injured, and he's grounded, and he, like, loses a debate tournament, and he gets in trouble with his parents, and he's buying drugs from a friend, and a cop pulls them over, and the friend, drug dealer friend, puts all of the drugs, like, under Jay's seat, so Jay gets pinned for dealing in addition to buying drugs and he's gonna like be in real trouble and it's all because tina shredded his voodoo doll and gave him bad luck because of it
0: yep so then then he's like oh i guess i gotta get back to the o and he and tina have a dark wedding ritual in the cemetery and it seems like he didn't realize it was going to be in the cemetery and he's briefly upset about that because it's like disrespectful to the institution of marriage but then they do it and then as part of the marriage ceremony they kill a cat why do we keep reading books where people incidentally kill cats i'm offended but apparently they believe that the power of the marriage ceremony is going to like juice them enough that they'll have the ability to bring the cat back to life but they don't so they just kill the cat for like no fucking reason fuck you guys like bros like start small get a bug (laughs) i mean i guess technically this is starting small because they do work their way up to dogs and cows later but also boo
2: yeah so they they they're married now because they have this dark wedding and jay now that he's back into the o his drug dealer friend is like oh actually like i take full responsibility for the drugs in jay's car like they were mine i planted them on him like he had no nothing to do with drugs don't he's a good boy and like he does really good in debate again and he's like having a great life and he loves Tina and Tina loves him and they have a lot of sex. And then that, this is when they like do this weird thing where they're like, okay, like we're going to have to do like a big ritual to, for reasons. So they, Dell and Brad and Jay and an older friend who, he, and he does this all the time where he'll drop in like the name of a person who we've oh never met before and has never yep. been mentioned before.
1: As if we should know who they are. I'm like, all these white boys look the same and it's a book and I don't even know what they look like. Mm -hmm. But But I assume you're right. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So their friend Mel drives them. They say they tell their parents they're going on a ski trip and their friend Mel drives them to like farm country and they kill two bulls and drain their blood and steal various parts of them. And then they drink the blood of a cow and they have, like, got cool, excellent powers for, like, a second. And then they puke because they drank cow's blood. Mm-hmm. And then they go to do this ritual with Tina and, like, all the other people in their little coven. And they're... While they're doing the ritual, like, they get high or possessed or something.
0: Both? Yeah, both, probably. I mean, they they definitely are... Or they- Jay definitely perceives that they are possessed by a demon named Raul. Yes. Who, who makes a couple appearances.
2: And they, he, each of the boys. They offer their souls.
1: Offer yeah. their souls
2: to Raul while putting their finger to their temple in exchange for one of them wants to be really good at basketball. The other one That's wants a, little, a lot of money. It's Del. And jay blacks out and doesn't remember what he asked Raul for
0: i was just gonna say i don't remember what jay asked for so that's why great yes
1: yeah i don't think he asked for anything yeah I mean, he was just possessed and trying to stop the others yeah but couldn't move because yeah and,
0: and as part of the ceremony they touch their right temples with their hand and it's as if they're compelled to bring their hand to that spot and they don't really want to but their hand is like pulled up to their right temple that's important
2: the three boys afterwards are like ah like this that was scary a cult is bad we're gonna stop doing a cult for real this time so they like get back into church and they stop doing a cult stuff but they do start like brad does get really good at basketball even though he previously stunk and dell inherits all of his aunt's money and property (laughs) including
1: a bank account with what was it? Thirteen thousand dollars mm-hmm. to pay for his college. I'll mm-hmm. do of it. it. All of that'll that do money it in nineteen seventy nine. His
0: college.
1: Oh. Yep. want to get possessed by the devil, like maybe we can get some good shit. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. So that's December of year two, and then yes. January of year three. It's all happening, baby. Brad is killed in a car accident, and they go out of the way to describe how, like, in a, a truck. F- bumper like hit him in the right Temple which just If you try to do like CSI Crime scene reenactment in your Head like how do you get in a car Accident in the dr- and you're in the driver's Seat and you only get hit in the right side of your head Like what I don't Understand but I thought he was Tying devil. his
1: shoes he was tying his shoes
0: That was Del Oh yeah because oh. Del was sitting on the ground that one I was like I guess Brad was Oh drunk. I don't know then yeah Anyway they all look alike. I'm telling you. Spoiler alert: Dell also dies because he's sitting on
2: the ground on the highway, tying his shoes, and a car hits him and also hits him in his right temple, right, um,
0: right where they touch to do the ritual.
2: Yes. And Jay has been seeing Raúl like a a a demon shape in his room at night. He can feel there's someone in his room. It's like some real like creepy pasta shit where he's like, oh, I can feel a presence in here, and I can't see it but i can feel it and then he starts seeing it and it's this very handsome man named raul who's like don't you remember you pledged your soul to me and Jay's very uh, like resistant to this there's a point where like he takes his little brother after his two friends die he's like i took my little brother to get ice cream and i tried to hug him and he was like you don't look or smell or act like jay anymore you're something else entirely and like runs off mm-hmm. uh and then the book abruptly ends After Jay gives away all of his worldly possessions. And then we find a letter from Jay's mother claiming that he died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound to his right temple.
0: Oh shit, son. By the way, giving away all of his worldly possessions. it's a note like the last diary entry is like dear diary i'm i'm sorry blah 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 please give all my worldly possessions to debbie the girl from the beginning of the book who we have not heard from in quite some time as a wedding present and it's like you got married to tina what what anyway one one last very confusing thing to go out on i guess
1: (laughs) Just whenever she gets married, give
0: her this pile of
1: trash that a sixteen-year-old owns, and be like, "This is from Jay."
0: Don't. It won't ruin her day at all. Give her my VW Bug Toad. That actually would be pretty <laughs> sick. <laughs> yeah, and that's the end of Jay's journal. Yeah, so it's- a very
2: confusing story about maybe the evils of the occult.
0: I guess. Yeah. The evils of even trying a little bit to learn about a different culture. Yeah. Don't do it. Not even once. Unacceptable. (laughs) All right. Should we move on to our dramatic readings? Yeah. I'm going to kick us off with a little bit from the good old days before he gets into O. And this is one of the parts we mentioned at the beginning where it's set aside within like an all caps title. That seems like maybe this might have been one of Alden's actual original entries. I don't know. Either way, it's pretty weird. Okay, so this is entitled The Joys of the Trio, and trios in quotes. When we were in Boy Scouts, the patrol we organized was called the Boner Boys Patrol, referring to an erection, of course. This may sound perverted, but we were indeed quite horny. The flag we had was green with a skull on a Maltese cross and our motto, Death Before Dishonor. This was an endeavor to, quote, rip off the system perverting a nice organization such as the boy scouts of america citation needed was quite an accomplishment even though we weren't trying to do anything but be ourselves we didn't realize we were revolutionaries but we were anyone who happens to read this might get entirely the wrong idea revolutionary change for a the sake of change and b for the humanization of institutions. Anyway, this is the beginning of our anti-institution campaign. Even though I didn't know that's what it was until now, the long hair and weird clothes were for seeking outward changes. We didn't realize that the change must come from within. Anti-values were for establishing our own peer group. Now, realization that A, violence leads to repression, B, in order to unsystemize the system, you must work from within the system, And see, You must be open to different points of view in order to become a legend, all the same. And we will yet be legends, even as we are apart. I really cannot help but look back in pride, not at our mistakes, but our being, and the effect we had on each other and everyone we knew, brothers in all things, an example of human closeness. For all of the ill that came about, it was an experience of great merit. And then that's the end of the ode. And then he said, Judas, even being profoundly profound, is getting boring. And he's right. Rough life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to read about a voodoo ritual
1: they do at this old lady's house. Is this the same old lady where they have the orgy, but a different time? How many old ladies do they know? I think it's I have the questions. same one. Okay. Uh... How do you make friends with this old lady who has powers? Can I become her? Devil. Makes sense. (laughs) Okay. Um, Tina's mother thinks she went to a school function. Actually, we went to this queer old lady's house who has powers I still can't believe. She actually levitated me. I know I didn't just think it because I was very careful not to eat or drink anything. Again, could there possibly be something piped into the air? That's the only explanation, other than that it really happened. We took turns concentrating our group powers on one person, and it was amazing how we could make that person feel a sensation that he or she didn't know we had chosen for him or her. When it was my turn to go into another room, I really strained to hear something, but I couldn't. It was like they weren't even whispering as they made their decision. When I got back in the group, I sat again in the yoga position like the others and waited. In a few minutes, I literally could feel heat waves striking my body. It was like squatting in front of a fireplace and having someone pile Christmas tree branches or something highly flammable on the fire. Sweat began to run from my hairline down my face. I tried to fight the power, set up a defense, block it out, but I couldn't. At last, when I thought I was going to explode like a pressure cooker, I gave up and admitted that I could feel it. Feel it? Judas it almost cooked me alive. I wonder if their power or faith or whatever really could have cooked me. Killed me. Wow. This has been my first encounter with voodoo. Who would have ever dreamed that I, the egghead, would become involved in the primitive, the superstitious, the true, all caps. It does work. They don't need pins and all the stuff you see on TV and in movies. No. They just need controlled cosmic mind power. Make sense to me? Yeah. No further questions yeah
2: <laughs> my dramatic reading is going to be a little bit from the letter from <laughs> sorry from jay's mother which i i just when i turned to that page on my kindle i saw the last line from jay's actual quote-unquote journal is literally one last request all my worldly possessions go to debbie as my wedding present hmm? <laughs> just,
0: yeah of course yeah it's just funny she's um, gonna be happy to have him <laughs>
2: so here here's a little bit from the the letter that jay's mother wrote quote unquote wrote for the end of the book he got to liking a little girl who had a drug problem and had gone with lots of boys and fallen in love several times as a result she wanted to marry before school was out and had had problems with her family about this so when jay started liking her the mother and father didn't approve so she and jay had problems with her folks for three months, they had one hassle after another about this. We tried to get Jay to go with other girls, but he had settled his mind about Tina, and then all of a sudden, one of Tina's old boyfriends showed up and contacted Tina. Jay found out about it, and in four days, Jay was dead. One night, while they were out, Jay took a twenty-two pistol, put it to his right temple, and pulled the trigger. He died instantly. He left a suicide note saying he was tired of all the hassles and didn't want to do anything that living people do. He also said he was sick, sad, and unhappy. We're very sorry we didn't know that Jay was so deeply troubled and depressed. We knew he was unhappy about a few things and tried to help him all we could, but Jay really masked his feelings to the point where he fooled us all. There's another paragraph about Jay. And then she says, well, I hope I haven't bored you with this long letter, but I wanted you to know a little bit about him. He was a very choice child on earth, and we were so happy to have had him with us for 16 and a half years that we did. And then this... Was a continued part of the letter that was a note from Jay's mother's scratch pad. Dear anybody, nobody, everybody, how much I wish I could share with you, with anybody, all the sober, awful troop of Jay's life and death. We did not know. If we had known, could we have helped him? Would knowing help you? Heavenly Father, let knowing help somebody. Please let Jay have not died in vain. Five exclamation points. The end
1: sorry if I bored you (sighs) yeah Yeah. well if we were all just good Mormons this wouldn't happen
0: (laughs) I guess I guess not let's move on to reader's advisory and suggest some books to read instead of or in addition to this one I'm gonna start off and say I don't recommend this it's not fun no, and I checked and it's not just all
1: free on Amazon anymore. You have to pay actual human money for it.
0: <sighs> Heck. All right. Judas. Uh, oh god, I forgot. <laughs> That's one of the things he always says Judas as like a swear word. Never never Jesus, always Judas. I me- I tried to look and this is actually sort of impossible to Google, like, is saying Judas a Mormon thing, or is that just like a weird Jay's journal thing? It could really go either way. It feels. I know. I feel like I would have heard it before. Yeah. Don't know. But maybe not. I feel like Bella Swan would say Judas if it were a Mormon thing, <laughs> but she doesn't. Anyway, Twilight's a book that you could read instead of this. It's not oh, really. Is
1: Bella Mormon?
0: Bella's not Mormon. That's Stephanie Meyer's Mormon.
1: Oh, uh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I don't. I don't do that. The Twilight side of this podcast. I. I... <laughs> That's fair. When I edited them in the past, I would be like, in one ear, out the other, baby.
0: I mean, that's that's how I was with this book, but with my eyes, it went in one <laughs> eye and out the other. <laughs> there you go. Uh, uh, anyway, some YA books that are sort of nominally about like witchcraft or whatever that are not like the, you know they're not faux diaries and they're not weird cautionary table tales, but they're fun. And I would say These Witches Don't Burn by Isabel Sterling. I'd say The Babysitter's Coven by Kate Williams. Uh, I would say Legendborn by Tracy Dion, which is not even really about witchcraft. Legendborn is very different from this, but it's so good. It's more, it's like Arthurian secret society, but in a way that's like really cool and interesting and really turns all the like tropes on their heads fully in a way that's like so smart like i just oh it's so good legend board legend board does not like jay's journal because it's a billion times better than jay's journal that's my recommendation
2: along the same lines uh undead girl gang by lily anderson uh saw girls by claire legrand and uh the taking of jake livingston by ryan douglas are all uh you know not really like this in that they're good and not morality (laughs) tales told as fake children's journals uh but they do have like witchy or supernatural occultish elements and i i enjoyed them unlike this book
0: yeah
1: in in my usual vein of not recommending a book because i don't read fast or vastly enough Mm -hmm. to have read as widely as as other people but like to jesus christ just watch the craft Watch The Craft. Mm-hmm. Like, give me some Hail to the Guardians of the Watchtowers of the North shit, okay? Because they like, <laughs> executed it perfectly. And then make it a double feature with Faruza Bach and watch The Worst Witch, which was a movie she made when she was a kid. and has Tim Curry in it, who and he's incredible. Uh, and she's still a way better witch than Jay was. So just, just watch those movies, even though only one of them is half-related. And The Worst Witch was also a children's book series, but I haven't read those, so I can't vouch for them.
0: You could also watch The Covenant, which is also is not as good as The Craft and is actually not good, period, but it's way more enjoyable <laughs> than Jay's go. Journal. Or
2: you oh, could read to the, ins- the totally like wild joke, quote unquote joke, uh, review of The Covenant in, I think it was the New York Times when it first oh, came yes. out, which is very good. I'll have to find it and link to it.
0: You know, you could do both. You could read the review. A- And then watch it or watch it and then read the review. Either way, great uses of your time. Yes. Uh, All right. Well, we'll have all of these and maybe some other ones up on our website, worstbestsellers.com. And now we'll move on to The Rock Paper Snicked, where Kate will say who Dwayne The Rock Johnson would be if he were in this book. And I'll say who Wolverine would be if he were in this book. And Becca can choose which most enhances the book or uh, she can choose paper, which is to leave the book as is. Spoilers, I'm not going to choose paper.
2: <laughs> if Dwayne the Rock Johnson was in this book, he would cross paths with Jay and Dell in Vegas, and he would encourage them to use their coin hovering and light ESPing to make some money on the strip, as opposed to uh, going back to Utah and meeting up with Tina and getting pulled into all of like the weird, deeper oh shit that
0: uh,
2: gets them in trouble eventually.
0: Well, if Wolverine were in this book, he would take all these cool kids who can move objects with their mind off to Xavier's school. They might still end up dead or, you know, sucked into dark forces from sketchy adults, but they won't be in Utah anymore, and they'll probably have a better time of it at Xavier's school than at Apple Hill High School.
1: Important follow-up question for you, Renata. Uh Uh-huh. Who is the faculty advisor for debate team at Xavier
0: School? Ooh, such a good question. Let me check. Uh, check inside my heart. It's Warren Worthington <laughs> <the> III. <third. laughs>
1: <Interesting. laughs> I choose Renata.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's an honor to be here. <laughs> uh but of course this is the game where we all win and what do we think the moral of the story is
2: um i mean i think the moral of the story is just that being a teenager is exhausting and i don't care for it and i'm glad i don't have to do it again
1: (laughs) now you can be exhausted as an adult exactly
0: (laughs) (laughs) my moral of the story is that teenage boys are dumb and gross as for me, the only O's I support are Oprah and orgasms. None of this occult for me, please. All right, now it's time for Duarte's Corner, where my cat Duarte will share his opinions about the book. I know, Duarte, I'm so sorry that you had to read two books about cats dying in a row. Uh, if if it makes you feel any better these are both fake it didn't really happen in michelle remembers it didn't really happen here and as far as i'm concerned no one would ever do that so don't worry about it yeah i i'm sorry
2: too these were both my suggestions but you know what i have a feeling you're gonna love the next book
0: (laughs) yeah just hang in there just hang in there baby duarte grab onto a branch and put you on a poster just hang in there and don't get possessed by raul the demon oh my gosh uh you know that's another thing that i would recommend for reader's advisory is just any like a musical cast recording that raul esparza was in yes. which, is, <laughs> which is what i kept thinking whenever i see the name raul because that's like my brain weasels <laughs> it's like go listen to company that's yeah. a better use of your time god now i want to listen to company well soon soon you can and so can Duarte. Uh, and Duarte, thanks so much. Again, sorry, don't worry. That will never happen to you or or any other cat of your acquaintance. All right, do any humans have any closing thoughts? Yes.
1: My closing thought <coughs> is that somehow we never once brought up that whenever he mentions his, her, his mother, like literally <clears throat> almost every time, with the exception of maybe once or twice, he mentions she's so great, he loves her, he loves her homemade bread. yes Yes. she will make homemade bread and it's always homemade bread even if he's saying she made homemade bread her making it implies that it's homemade it's just Mm -hmm. bread (laughs) but that's it that's all she's good for she doesn't have a personality she doesn't have likes or interests she makes homemade bread
2: she she is in the hospital for 30 seconds for no discernible plot reason but i think he even mentions
1: the bread then (laughs)
0: Yeah, because he was like, if she dies, who will make me bread? Yeah,
1: that's, that was the big, whew, the really, the O that he should be into is Oprah, because Oprah
0: loves bread. Yes.
1: And every time he mentioned it, that's all I could think
0: of. <laughs> yes, correct. By the way, right now, all I have in the house are English muffins, and I would I would do some acts of a cult for some bread. <laughs> But I, I, I don't have to. I could just go to the store. But anyway, I really want some bread right now. God. You can make it happen. I believe in you. I absolutely can. And maybe will in and, and shortly. When Kale was here last week,
2: we went to Wegmans. And I was like, Ah, oh, you should come grocery shopping with me at Wegmans. Because you've never been to Wegmans. And they're pretty cool. And they did not have the good bread. And it was just deep let down. And I'm still mad about it like a week later. What's the good bread? It's their, like, in-house made Tuscan bread. It's very good. I can't believe you never I've never made you eat it before. Come over immediately. Let's go to Wegmans.
0: Okay. On my way. But first, let's wrap up this podcast. Okay. All right. Well, if you want to come and talk to us as a podcast on Twitter um, about your awa or your aura or your favorite kind of bread you can find us on facebook and instagram where we're worst bestsellers spelled normally we're also on twitter at worst bestseller with no s because the s was lost in a ritual sacrifice and um We don't have it anymore. Uh, We also have a Goodreads group that's best accessed by going to our website, worstbestsellers.com, and clicking on Goodreads. You'll figure it out. You can find us on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts,
2: Amazon, Spotify, all of the places where podcasts are. And if you do find us, please subscribe and take a moment to rate and review. When you rate and review, it moves us up on the charts and makes it easier for new people to find us. If you don't rate and review, we will like very aggressively float coins in your general direction. (laughs) Sick. And there'll be coins that we'll have gotten from our Patreon, which you can find at (laughs) patreon.com slash worst bestsellers. That's called the transition. Uh Wow.
0: (laughs) I'm I'm setting up a new level where you pledge a quarter a month and it's just called the Jay's Journal level. (laughs) And you just give us a quarter and we float it.
2: (laughs) Patreon is a service where you pledge a small monthly recurring donation that goes to us uh, to do things like pay for our editing software and our web hosting. And in return, uh, you get stuff in return. That's why I started the sentence with in return. Like a newsletter or postcard or stickers in the mail. Uh, You can also find our merch store by going to worstbestsellers.com and clicking on the part that says merch, where you can find designs from our podcast to wear on your body. And finally, we do have a discord server for folks who are interested in the podcast and also crafting and television and cooking and tabletop RPGs and basically anything else you can imagine. Uh, And you can find the link for that on worstbestsellers.com as well.
0: Uh, Finally, if you want to follow just just me personally, and I also share my social media presence with Duarte, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at RenataSnacks. I am
2: on social media as 14across, but I am mostly just on Instagram these days.
1: I'm only reachable via ESP, but if you do it in the middle of the night,
0: I will find every devil I can and stick them on you, so... All right. Well, Becca, thanks again for joining us. I know, I know, this was a regrettable life choice, but I'm, I'm glad you made it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I can't say that I agree yet, but
1: maybe maybe later. <laughs> I stayed up until two a.m. to finish this book oh, last no. night. And, oh I'm sorry. So we'll see. Maybe after in in the light of day tomorrow on my day off, which I will be using to do schoolwork all day and probably also work work because that's my life right now. Burbage. Maybe I'll feel better about it.
0: <laughs> I'll we'll float some quarters over to you. Thank you. <laughs> well as a podcast we'll be back in two weeks with yours cruelly elvira by cassandra peterson just sort of continuing our spooky trend even as we leave october behind let's let's see what elvira's up to yeah so we'll see you then until then thanks and bye bye i love bread (laughs) (laughs) Oprah, don't sue me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad I hadn't hit stop recording. Yet. <laughs> that makes it legally binding. She yeah, can't, she uh, absolutely, can't sue that's you. how this works.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Just like you can write in the last page of your diary that you bequeath all your possessions to someone as a wedding gifted, that's the same as a will. Yep. <laughs>
0: that works.